So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Oh, we're going deep. We are going deep. We're going inside Kratos. Sports Keto Wrestling. I'm Kev Kellum. That is Rick Uchino. Will he have the tweezers out to drive me crazy on many big topics? Oh, and by the way, we got the WWE champion Bobby Lashley on the show today. Who has him? Who's got him? We got him. And he says some very, very bold things about this Sunday's WWE Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, as well as SummerSlam. Plus, could we see the King of the Ring come back? We're going to get into all of it. Yes, in-depth, long-form show weekly every Thursday from Sports Key to Wrestling. It is the Inside Cradle. Thank you guys so much for joining us on on, on our YouTube, on our Facebook, as well on our podcast. We've got to get you guys going over the podcast side of things here. Uh, plenty to devour. Hours of content every single week. If you haven't done it, we drop our Monday Night Show with Vince Russo, Legion of Raw. Uh, he, he, he had some interactions again this week with Eva Marie. And we'll get into the Eva Marie return. We have the debrief with Jose Enrico covering AEW and NXT. Big week for both those brands. Huge week for both. Oh, those massive, brands. yes. Uh, we will talk about all that. And Friday nights, we have Dutch Mantel covering SmackDown with smack talk you and rick uh rick you gotta work we gotta get your mustache up to touch mantel levels here i mean gotta- dude i could i could grow i could not shave or 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 trim this thing for 10 years and i would not get up uh to touch mantel levels it's not happening. Uh, so we're going in deep and and of course we have the wwe champion bobby lashley on the show if you're joining us just for that interview and you skip ad i'm i'm not i'm not blaming you for it i'm not blaming you for it because uh you, you had about 17 minutes with the top wrestler in the world right now uh and can you can you just give us a little teaser of what's coming we're up there, we're gonna though? give you a little bit of it we're not gonna give you the whole pie but we're gonna mm-hmm. give you, we're gonna give you a little taste okay. yeah, it's kind of a big taste uh but you know we're we're gonna give you a, a good meaty part of it and if you want the rest of it guess what you're gonna have to do mm-hmm. you're gonna have to go over to the rest of the sports keto wrestling youtube channel or go to our facebook page and you're mm-hmm. gonna have to find it and you're gonna have to watch it there because that's how it works yeah, and you guys in the podcast side, you'll get that as well. You get that audio as well. So definitely keep it, keep an eye out for it. It will uh, drop quite soon. If you want the whole interview, we'll have it quite soon after this. But just another way to, to reel you in, get them coming in deeper. Because that's what the show is. Inside Cradle is like the deep, long conversational show that we do every week. I think you've said the word deep at least 20 times already on the show. I know. It's emphasis, repetitiveness, right? That, that works. It, it stays in their mind here. Bury it deep in their mind. Yes, deep in the crevice of your skull. There we go. I'm, I'm, we, we've, we've deeped out. Uh, let's get into the big story of the week. Samoa Joe is back in the good graces of WWE. Uh, Samoa Joe returning this week. This was anticipated for a while now. It was started. We had rumblings of this beginning last week. Uh, he was released from the company abruptly about a week and a half after Un- WrestleMania. Justly released mm-hmm. from the company. Unfathomably released from the company. 
He has not wrestled since February of last year. He suffered a concussion while shooting a commercial from a night at Raw. Very, very sad. He's had a lot of different injuries since being called up to the main roster a few years ago from NXT, uh, including arm injuries, different things that prevented him from being at WrestleMania. Yet he still had some very uh, high-profile matches. 42 years old. All right. A lot of injuries, 42 years old. That does worry WWE now as they're getting a little bit more protective of who they put out there at what age and where and how they're presented with more younger talent that they're investing more time in. So, uh, you know, Samoa Joe, though, was prominent. He was a color commentator on Monday Night Raw. You saw him every single week, except some people speculate that he was being paid a talent contract, like as if he was an in-ring performer when he was a broadcaster. You know, so it's a different designation. He's released. Triple H didn't want him out of the fold too long and brings him in to WWE NXT, not as a commentator, almost as a wrestler. Maybe he will be a wrestler, uh, but William Regal reintroduces him with all the madness of William Regal breaking up a fight every single week, you know, yelling war games when there isn't war games. Chaos. Chaos is the word they love to throw around. On yeah. It. And uh, William Regal, the years are the years of breaking up these fights at the, the at NXT have worn on him. And Kerry Cross mocks him and says he runs NXT and it's his show. And tell me I was right. And tick tock tock. And then bah, 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 bah. I just say that moment, right? And I, I'm not going to drop these very often on this show, but you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a uh, a naughty word alert here. That moment when Kerry Cross turned his head from William Regal to look down the ramp at Samoa Joe coming. That that look that he gave on his face was the perfect, oh, I just fucked up look. <laughs> it was just immediately like, oh. It was, it was at this point. It was at this point that Karrion Cross knew he had fucked up. Yes. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, like, <laughs> exactly. And it was perfect. The man, that's all he had to do. For the first time on NXT programming, we saw Karrion Cross intimidated. And it was in that look alone and that stare down that they gave us between Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross that told me immediately there are plans down the line for Joe to get back in the ring. I talked now, to Samoa Joe earlier mm -hmm. this year and I flat out asked him, I was like, dude, you know, how are you doing? Where are you at health wise? Can we expect you back in the ring very time soon? And he said, look, WWE, much to my appreciation, is take is taking my health at a premium. They are they are slow playing this. They want to make sure I'm OK. I plan to come back. I plan on having many, many more years in the ring, but time will tell on this thing, which is why inexplicably he was released. It, it made no sense to me at that time and why they didn't use him more when they had him. Cause this role right here, this enforcer role is perfect for him. Absolutely perfect for him. I mean, all you had to do was look at that, that part where they broke up the fight in the back. Right. And, and Adam Cole just kind of shoves him. And then Samoa Joe's like, Oh, I done been provoked. And he takes off the coat and he throws it down and he chokes him out. And he's like, now when he wakes up, Mr. Regal wants to see him basically. Like he wants his answer for this, for this challenge. He said, stop. He's like, stop me. Stop. <laughs> and then he like shoves him, he shoves him down. And Cole saw it. Like he got turned out light. Like his leg yeah. got turned out. Yeah. He um, was like night, night, go to sleep. Like he applied too much pressure. Like it had been too long since he had locked in. That, that that hold and he just he, clutch baby he, he uh, put him Samoan, 
uh, Samoan submission machine. Uh, I, I've always been a Samoan Joe guy. Uh, I was spoiled in the early 2000s being on the Ring of Honor loop that would come through Chicago four or five times a year, getting to interview him early on, seeing him in CM Punk, seeing him in Brian Danielson, and, and obviously seeing his breakout period in NXT. And of course, all the amazing things he did in TNA. He's one of those mo- more quietly beloved wrestlers in the last yeah. like 10, 15 years. And, and you can put him on the short list of people that really made a lot of people. You know, like he he helped make Daniel Bryan as a, a Ring of Honor world champion. He helped make AJ Styles into a household name and all these different things. And some people would say, like, oh yeah, and WWE's never gotten his his own. He he had the match with Brock and had a very competitive match with Brock, and they made him look competitive with Brock, but it wasn't the right time, and he wasn't the right guy to take the ball off Brock. That's no shot at him, you know. But some people you need to remember, guys, being in the main event is still a consideration of the value they have in you. Like everyone, oh, they put him in the moment and they booed him. No, you think you don't get buried by being in the position he was in. But I, I wonder what was the circumstances to let him go. Very crafty move by Triple H to say, we're not having you go to AEW. Yeah. You're, 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 you're going to stay with me as, if, as long as you are healthy and ready to go. I want you in this company in some way or another. Yeah, because Triple H sees the value in a guy like Samoa Joe, which, again, that's why of all the releases, this one was the one that was most puzzling. I don't know how much money he was making. I don't know if Vince was just like, look, all right, bottom line, he's a commentator right now. We're paying this much money. I don't want to do that. Send him off. The guy does everything well. There's literally nothing that this guy sucks at when it comes mm-hmm. to WWE. You can use him as a commentator. You can use him as an enforcer. As long as he's healthy, you can use him as an Ingram performer. He could be a mouthpiece for somebody. He could be a producer. The guy is brilliant. He's fucking great at everything, man. Do I, you think? Do you so think this is a long? Do you think this is like he's ready? Do you think he's clear to wrestle now? And this is just a long tease to get him in the ring again. I don't. I don't know if he is. He might yeah. be close. I don't think he's cleared at this moment because if he was, I don't think they would do it right away. They would do it right away. That's just yeah. my speculation. I don't know for sure, mm-hmm. but I think if he was cleared and ready to go, he honestly, if he was cleared and ready to go, he might have looked at AEW. That might be part of the reason why he decided to come back and be an NXT. I'm not it's, sure. He's not. He's not cleared yet. Yeah, he's not cleared yet. Who knows how long his this contract with NXT is going to run? But I do think that there's no way that and it, we also, we saw several teases this week. We saw him te- uh, square up with 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 Pete Dunne. We saw him choke out Adam Cole. Obviously, that big face off with Karrion Cross because that's the thing, man. After Karrion Cross decimated the in the the top five guys on the brand, top six if you count Finn Balor, who the hell on this roster right now? Is beating Karrion Cross. Who's a legit threat to Karrion Cross? And I didn't see one until Samoa Joe showed up. And I'm like, there's your end game. Whenever, whenever Vince is ready to call up Karrion Cross, Samoa Joe is a guy who could convincingly and realistically beat Karrion Cross. This prompts the question. Several big names were released by WWE. If Samoa Joe can come back to WWE through, you know, the door that Triple H runs, which is NXT. Who else are they bringing back? We've heard speculation that Aleister Black could have been one of those names. That there, we, we, you and I have both been aware that there's been some inner workings of WWE people, maybe not the top brass, but people in the room wanting him back in the company. And then we've also heard that he is in play for AEW. I think Aleister Black is a slam dunk for AEW. I think I think he's a guy who who wants to you know have that 
kind of like Andrade, like when Andrade went to AEW, he talked a lot about having creative freedom and wanting to do, you know, his own thing. I think, I think Alistair Black wants to be Tommy end again, not to say that he couldn't be talked back to going into NXT, but I don't think there's any chance. I don't think there's any chance. Any of these stars who are released are coming back to raw or SmackDown anytime soon, because we've already seen reports that even more cuts might be on the horizon here. Uh, before they go out on the road. Hopefully that is not the case because they have already cut uh, SmackDown specifically. They have cut the roster very, very thin, um, especially in the women's division, which is the only thing that kind of gives me hope that some of these superstars like Chelsea Green or like the Iconics might be coming back at some point down the line is because, and we've seen this in radio, right? When they, when they make cuts, they make cuts deep. And then, and, and then they see how far they can go with running a skeleton right. crew. Then they see like, oh, wait, we're having an issue here. We need to fill a certain gap. And why don't we just push it as long as we can so that we can have this margin of savings that we made. So then when we go to have another budget, we can justify saying we're going to spend this money. But look at the money we saved there. But see, here's the problem we're going to have long term. So we got to fill those gaps again. And it's this constant game you play with. Uh, specifically, you have to think about this, too. WWE has people they answer to. You know, they, they are a publicly traded company with some investment firms that are very significant firms that they have meetings with that are not publicly known that they have to kind of like say those things to them. Uh, and uh, in that regard, we can talk about the insider trading WWE being sued stuff. There isn't too much of that story. That story's been around for a long, long time. I think anyone who's like, WWE being sued, they're, they're in the, I want to, I want to, I want to be at the riot. When the building is destroyed in Connecticut, Vince, 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 Vince. You know, the, the, we don't have to get into that. Yeah. Uh, but WWE was making these moves. They they saw what they could do during the pandemic, and that's why those kind of cuts made. But I could see them saying some changes as they get back out there on the road. This tour has been announced. Some of these shows are selling well. Some of them are not moving particularly well. Uh, AEW announced some big shows. They're going to run Arthur Ashe Stadium, a 24,000-seat stadium in Queens, New York. Major, major move by WWE. So the live ticket game is now another platform in which they are going to compete for wrestling fans. And, uh, and by WWE the way, it's not just it, it's not just uh, AEW that, that WWE has got to cont contend with. How many damn concerts have been announced in cities across the country? I mean, there are live events all over the place and they're being uh, they're being launched. And so you're not just competing for, you know, oh, we want to get make sure we sell more tickets the, in that area before AEW or WWE vice versa. No, I mean, if you're you're going to New York City, AEW and WWE are not competing just with each other. They're competing with the live entertainment dollar of an audience that has wanted to spend some money in the last year and a half that is going to have a ton of options to do it at the exact same time. Working in Cincinnati in a newsroom for 700 WLW, I can't tell you over the last two weeks, and mind you, I took a lot of time off in the last two weeks. Sure. I can't tell you how many press releases I have gotten from stand-up comedians, from uh, bands, from, uh, you know, who will plug my stuff. I send I send you a, I send you a PR release. You'll, you'll I, let I them mean, know when I'm when I'm playing the when I'm playing the the Cincinnati Yuck Yucks. You'll let them know. Are you going to come to to? Uh, yeah, uh, get, get me booked in the natty, dude. Come on, find the Booker man. Find bananas. the Booker man. Get me working the territory. Go bananas or uh, gosh, what's the other one? Oh, man, there's yeah, go bananas. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of the other name. Um, 
we got a crackers out there. You probably don't. No, I can't remember what the heck it's called. I went, I went, I saw Chris Titus there. I can't remember what it's, but we do have a brand new 8,000 seat uh, facility called the icon that just opened up. Foo fighters are going to play there. So that's, that's going to be really, really nice. But, Eight, uh, 8,000 seat or two. That's nice. Yeah. That's, it's, that's, it's that's, that's, that is, that is money at raw. That is raw territory. That is an AEW that's style. At least venue. An NXT. That's at least an NXT traveling show for sure. Uh, at this point, it could be raw. <laughs> at this point, it could be raw, depending on you want to do a house show there. Yeah. That, that's what it's looking like. Right. So, well, uh, yeah. So the, there's a lot of competition out there for WWE, which is why they can, people are wondering every time I see uh, WWE run that promo for, Hey, we're going back out on the road. Why do you think they're running that? Because they want you to buy tickets. Yeah, I think they're having a problem selling tickets right now. Uh, so here's the point where the tickets stand. Uh, just look, glazing over the different dates. Surprisingly, when WWE announced this 25 city tour, uh, it was 25 city. So it was like, that's more than just SmackDown and Raw. Right. Uh, and pay-per-views. And nine of those shows, nearly half, were live events, house shows, simply dubbed super shows. Uh, and these will run in some markets like Detroit and Kansas city. Uh, and I, last time I checked on the, on the Detroit one, it was not moving particularly well, but, uh, you know, they're going to return that weekend in Texas. The, those loop of the dates are doing very, very well. They are nearly sold out for money in the bank. If not sold out, they're going to be. And then you also have to factor in the paper element of how many tickets are given to sponsors and you know, local marketing contests with radio stations and different stuff like that. Uh, that's doing well. Money at Raw in Chicago, I can tell you, is doing very, very well. That show will sell out. They will have a very good crowd at the All Cena, one of the hottest markets for wrestling in the world. And they'll get to sell it out before AEW gets there for a lot. <laughs> noting there. So people talk about that stuff. I can tell you, people talk about that stuff in live marketing too. You talk, you know about that. When, yep. I, when I've when I've when I've talked to people who move tickets and also the secondary market, they look at that as well. Uh, so uh, plenty to look at here as they get back into competition. But I also think it's just a matter of where they where a certain area is too not everyone's opening up at the same time in the brisking pace you know that's true and, California and so, just opened up this week just opened up and they don't have they haven't announced any dates out there just yet have they uh i don't i don't uh, think they've announced anything out there no i know like i know like the san diego padres are doing like their big like reopening night like they're uh tonight actually so against my reds uh who are red hot right now by the way um so they're they're doing their big reopening night and opening up full capacity to the ballpark but yeah i don't think they've had any like major tour dates or anything uh announced there just yet and this all builds to SummerSlam. They're going to run uh, August 21st, Saturday night, ahead, uh, next, right down the street from the MGM Grand with a Manny Pacquiao fight. Uh, very big platform for WWE Beyond. Seems like NBC Universal is on board. This is going to be a big Peacock special. A lot of surprises are planned for this show. Uh, we will get to Bobby Lashley here in about 10 minutes. So if you're skipping ahead, we completely get it. But we need to talk about these big SummerSlam surprises. The Stephanie McMahon was on the record. She, went, she spoke to Yahoo Finance this week. Yep, and said that, the, that she will not be wrestling at SummerSlam. You know, someone just wants to ask her, but she yeah, says there's going to be some big PSD things. From Ronda Rousey. I thought that. Was yeah, yeah, she, she, yeah. PSD from Ronda Rousey. I, P, uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome. I would have that too uh, if I had to get in there with, with Ronda Rousey. Wrong. Um, so we're we're we have something significant here. We have an executive top level of company saying that there's going to be a lot of surprises. Uh, I have looked at them. I think one of those surprises is sort of obvious. It's tied to the box office of two major films coming out this summer. It, it is uh, it is a man that you can see, though you he says you can't see him. Do you know who I'm talking about yet? All right. He is uh, one of the most decorated WWE performers of all time. The Hulk Hogan of millennials. John Cena. 
Uh, and John Cena is going to be in the upcoming Fast and the Furious film as a villain. He will also be in the upcoming The Suicide Squad movie as a villain. So John Cena is coming back to oh, WWE. More like an anti-hero. I mean, an the, anti-hero. The, a little the good bit. guys are the villain, or the, the the villains are the good guys in that movie. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. But John Cena shooting people with a gun is what you're going to yeah, see. Uh, on he kills a lot of people. Uh, yes, based off that trailer, I think that's actually the basis for his entire character. Is he loves America so much that he will murder Americans for America? I be- I believe that's what his character is based off the Red Band trailer. Uh. <laughs> Uh, and he's going to have a show on HBO Max before the end of the year, too. So, I mean, this is there's a lot going on here. This all lines up with the same trajectory that The Rock did about 10 years ago. The Rock, for some period of time, had gotten a lot of distance from his wrestling career. He was Dwayne Johnson more than The Rock and wanted to reboot his brand, relaunch himself on social media, relaunch all these new efforts, really get his production company rolling. Uh, get into the Fast and the Furious franchise as like a big part of that when that franchise started to really blow up five, six movies in somehow, right? And then he's in that. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm going to be back in WWE. I'm going to be on this loop of WrestleMania stuff for the next three years. And that proved to be very, very successful and was absolutely nitro fuel for his his showbiz career. Uh, I know people in Hollywood were very trepidatious about it. He got injured. It caused insurance issues. The level of marketing and reinvigoration in the rock business that you got from him doing WWE is profound. Very, very profound. Is that what John Cena is trying to do here? Are we going to see him come back to uh, WWE on the same level with the same um, impact, if you will? I mean, it's all going to depend on his, on his schedule. I mean, He's going to come in as as often as he can. I mean, this has always been, you know, his his first love. Now, he has fallen in love with the movie business, and he told Chris Van Bleet that uh, this week. Chris Van Bleet uh, on his show uh, Insight did a great uh, sit down with John Cena. Tip uh, of the cap. Yep. Tip of the cap. Did a, did a, asked a lot of really, really good questions. Got a lot of really good insight. And John Cena confirmed, yes, I'm going to come back to WWE. It's not a matter of if, but when. And there is, conveniently enough, a little hole open up there in his filming schedule right around, oh, I don't know, August 21st, uh, something like that. So that might allow him uh, to, to step up to somebody like, oh, I don't know, uh, Roman Reigns, uh, basically. And he even dropped Roman Reigns by name uh, in that interview. And it, it was really interesting, too, because he talked about the fact that he does play a bad guy in Fast 9. Mm. And it's the closest that he's been able to showcase what heel John Cena would look like. And WWE, he said, WWE was always really hesitant about making him a heel because he was that top, that top superstar. And you look at Roman Reigns right now, who is a bad guy and is arguably the most marketable and most over guy in the company, shows them that, okay, yeah, a bad guy can be our top moneymaker. So what do they do with John Cena when he comes back? Is there a possibility that we might finally see that heel John Cena at some point? There's been rumors that they want to turn Roman Reigns babyface. Mm. Big heel to challenge. I, I, w- I honestly, I wouldn't be mad at that. If, if the character stayed the same, but he was just a good guy now, like you can make subtle tweaks and keep the same character and just make him a good guy. You can do that, but you need that big bad guy. And I think John Cena coming back as a bad guy would would put him over and make him I can't believe I'm saying this but make him an even bigger star make him more relevant than he would be today if he was just coming back and and taking on the big baddies and 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 beating them like he always does I'm of the thought 
uh, John Cena can come back and be the superhero. We haven't seen him in the ring in a long, long time. Uh, I, I'm not uh, wanting just someone to play the hits, but in this regard, I would want him to play the hit. Uh, and, and people are going to see the movies, and it's okay, and they can separate the two. Just give him some edge. Give give him a little bit of an edge, and like have him come back and be a little bit meaner. And, and maybe I'm not saying thugonomics, but something that says like, "Hey, you're getting me in my 40s, but I'm not. I'm not this like path of little kids in the hat head superhero guy. I'm gonna kick your ass. I heard what you've been doing. You're disrespectful to our business. You've lost yourself, man." And I'm going to bring you back to reality and remind you who I am. The one thing that I think could really work because there's nothing new in, in wrestling anymore. All the storylines are rehashed. They're just kind of tweaked in some certain way. And right? I, I do. I do think he's a guy that would want to do something fresher. Yeah. Yes. Dude, I would I would take the Hulk Hogan approach with this, to be completely honest with you. What do you mean? Give John Cena a heel faction. Turn John Cena heel. Give him some some younger. And then you got Samoa Joe. Uh, like, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, you have Roman Reigns. I'm looking at my notes here. You you have Roman Reigns and suddenly babyface. I don't buy that switch. They put so much. Uh, they put so much television real estate into Roman Reigns as this evil evil le- one man walking legion yeah, of they doom. Have they have? But don't forget, it's always been Vince's wet dream to get Roman Reigns as the most over top babyface star in the company. So I could see them absolutely making that switch at some point. I'm not saying you got to do it right this second, but you went there, Rick. You said what's going on in, some, in a billionaire's brain without being in there. That's what you did. Roman Reigns has never been more over than he is right now. And that's how you get over with the crowd. You be an awesome, badass heel to the point where they freaking love you. And then when the time is right, you flip them. Well, at one po- at one point, does WWE say John Cena is coming back? Because they haven't said it. They no, haven't they yeah. they haven't even alluded to it. No, Lesnar. They've said his name. They've brought up his name. They've brought it up. Right. They haven't said he's coming back. Oh, we'll talk about Lesnar by the way, and we will have someone holding a certain WWE Championship talking about him within the show. Maybe uh, we'll, maybe we'll have that drop in here, or maybe yeah. you'll have to go to the Sports Gator Wrestling YouTube channel to hear. Thank that. you for thank you for the clarification, the clip here. I, I I got to see the whole interview before everyone else, <laughs> so I, I understand that. Uh, so yeah, but we'll get into it. it it's certainly interesting. I think John Cena is going to be a big part of WWE's return to live fans. I think they're going to try and sell a lot of tickets with the shows that he's on, and I do think he's going to wrestle at SummerSlam. If they do John Cena versus Roman Reigns, heel versus babyface, it's fine. They want to flip the script later on. I'm okay with that. Maybe yeah, I save that for WrestleMania. You have to. I think you have to judge this. You can't just say, "Okay, the live audiences are back. We're going to flip Roman Reigns babyface." No, you have to judge it off of the feel of the live audience because the internet ain't your live audience. All right, no. the internet already scored a big win this week because Lily's apparently gone now. Like the the, the bitching on the internet has worked uh, in some way, shape, or form. But I don't think you can go uh, solely off of that uh, vocal minority uh, that is uh, WWE internet, but. I still love the idea of John Cena coming back and working in a faction where he can groom some of the, the younger guys and put them over. And he doesn't want to be that guy who comes in and wins the WWE championship again. He's already said that he has had his moment in the sun. I think he wants to come back and help build up the next generation. What better way than to give him his own legacy or his own evolution or own NWO or whatever, what have you let him do something different and help build up some younger guys along the way. Everyone has to wear brightly colored t-shirts. You're going to run with me. Better have a good pair of jorts. All right. You better have a good pair of jorts. You better dress like a six-year-old child to be a grown man. Uh, that's what you better do. All right. Get yourself some dog tags. All right. 
yeah. hustle, loyalty, respect, flow, whatever it is. I forget all of it. Yeah, yeah. The chain gang. <laughs> We're gonna go back to three with the chain gang. Uh let's let's get into uh one more thing here. Bobby Lashley in just just a few minutes. Uh, news coming out that WWE is working. Uh, they're they're working on, on definitely invigorating the brand. Now we talk about exciting things like SummerSlam. We're already looking at. We have a Hell in a Cell pay per view this Sunday. Yeah, we do. We have a Hell in a Cell pay per view this Sunday. I don't want to say that the entire wrestling fan base is looking past it, but there is this sense of let's get live fans back in there. Let's get live fans back in and let's do something else. Uh, you know, the word is that WWE is starting to hear, as you mentioned with Lily, we need to do some different things. We see on the horizon the competition, what it's going to be like to go head to head with AEW. The comparisons, Russell votes tweeting out hearing WWE is potentially looking at more themed live shows upon returning to the road. Old school Raw, yes. King of the Ring tournament. Oh. Yes. Yes. A viewer's choice style show a la Cyber Sunday. Oh, and, we're talking. Uh, impossible for late 2021, early 2022. I do like the timing of these where they would want to push these all into like that next kind of phase of touring to make uh, maybe you're hitting a market another time that you hit uh, in this first loop. You know, you want to make get people the idea of, well, I bought tickets last time. What do you got this time? That's interesting. Uh, so what do you think of this news? I think this is great news. I think WWE needs something special and they need that special thing on SmackDown and on raw raw needs stuff like this Raw especially but the the old school stuff get it out of here don't need it anymore because it's the same people stuff. love it though it I works too but it's the same stuff every time they just bring in these legends they're like hi look at us See, we're here remember us and it's great we always like seeing but they rarely ever do they do anything of any substance and and more often than do not that on house shows man do that sure they brought Ric Flair to Starcade in Cincinnati, and it was great. He was drunk yeah. on stage; it was hilarious. Um, but you know, I, I, I can't. Know that. I, I can't confirm that. I can't confirm that. But I think Ric Flair was drunk that night. Uh anyway. So, woo! Suspicion of mine. Uh, I think his promo went about thirty minutes too long. Anyway, so. I could take it or leave the old school stuff because it's always the same rehash stuff. You know, with with the legends, got uh, same legends they trot out every time. But I love the idea of bringing back King of the Ring. I think this has been a very underutilized event whenever they have decided to use it because it's been sparingly. It hasn't been an every year kind of a thing. I love the idea of bringing it back for a few reasons. One, uh, so we can stop calling Baron Corbin King Corbin because he has been King Corbin way too long. And I think actually losing that title will help him out immensely. But more importantly, if they utilize this correctly, this is... This is an event that can be used to springboard somebody up to the main event. And when you look at Monday Night Raw right now, the reason why we have had Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre fighting over the WWE Championship since before WrestleMania and is still going on right now is because who's next? Who's after Drew McIntyre? Do we have a guy who's ready to step up? Maybe it's Kofi Kingston. They're kind of teasing that. But man, we're... They don't have that next guy who's who's ready. They're not building anybody. It should be Damian Priest, but they aren't building him up right now. For whatever reason, he can't get on the damn show. We can get Jackson Riker and Elias doing the exact same match with the exact same finish two weeks in a row, but we can't get Damian Priest on our television. That's a bold choice, WWE. A terrible one, but a bold choice that uh, is going the, your direction right now. I kind of lost. I'm, I'm, I'm rambling there, but you could use that correctly to springboard somebody as long as it means something. And that's why I think you bring back King of the Ring 
and you make it where the winner gets not only a crown and a scepter and a robe and it's spotted out, you get a title shot. Yeah. It's a little too soon to do it at Survivor Series. I always like the idea of using King of the Ring the way the Royal Rumble is used. To where the Royal Rumble, you get a title shot at WrestleMania. I like the idea of doing King of the Ring and you get a title shot at SummerSlam. Might be too soon to, to get to coordinate all that. You get a title shot at Survivor Series. If we're doing this, you could start this late in the fall. And I want the full nine, man. I want qualifying matches. I want to go 16 superstars deep. You got the talent to do one it. One night tournament? I don't think one night. I like the idea of doing the semifinals in one night. Okay. So kind of like, or maybe, you know what? Even if you wanted to do the finals and then the winner challenges the WWE champion that night, maybe if you wanted to do something like that, but I still like the idea of getting the title shot at, at, a, at a big, big four pay-per-view. And they've the, already- the, fin- the final is a title shot. The, yeah. The, the final is- the you know you could do it that way yeah uh it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how this plays out i've always been a fan of the king of the ring but we've always heard the rumblings that WWE doesn't love doing tournaments but they'll do them they'll do them and they'll do them right uh fans as much as people say like oh fans they- love tournaments what fans love tournaments we fans love, love tournaments who can also like who gives a damn what wwe likes that's the problem yeah it's what and, you're internally about. internally there's been uh i've heard this story from court bauer he's with mlw he's with wwe and creative for a long long time he runs mlw now uh and he pitched the idea of a month-long king of the ring tournament a la new japan pro wrestling's g1 climax with like a point system and it would spread out in the summer and be something they could do in the june or july months this this year they don't have to do that. Fans are gonna be excited to go back to shows. The focus will just be getting people back at shows. Isn't that fun? This is in like 07, 06, like mid two thousands, right? And so uh, they thought it was too convoluted and too weird. WWE, they don't want to do things that are confusing that you have to think too much about. You know, I I, get- um, uh, I, I I'm oddly of the thought where I think if they don't do this on Raw or they don't do this on SmackDown. NXT would be a spot to do something like this and make it interesting uh, and and do and do something fun with it. And it's more of a hardcore, more sports oriented. Give me the steak, a meat and potato style brand. I think they could do something there. I'm a sucker for it. They've also everyone says they don't do tournaments. Well, it's BS. Mayon Classic is a really, really fun thing to watch. The, the, cruiser, the Cruiserweight, the Cruiserweight Classic is like one of the best things they've ever done on the network. Um, just they they have they can do some special things with this. I also enjoy uh raw roulette. I always thought that was kind of cool, even though it was always gimmicked. He was like, You're getting fun surprise stuff. Um Cyber I'm Sunday, a- Cyber Sunday is an event that would crush it now. Yes, and that was an event that was ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah, and and it, it was it was the early days of the internet. It was still we were still in MySpace time. Like there's so many more apps. WWE itself is so much more of a stronger social media brand where that is ingrained in every little nuance of what we're we're doing a show six days a week now it feels because of the platforms that that have come up since that time there's so many more things you can do with the internet that just weren't we we didn't even have the language to comprehend we still had phones we still had flip phones and you had to like punch your key like 14 times to get an A. Oh crap, I went past it. Now I got to hit. I got to I got to do the cycle. Uh, no, I voted for Matt Hardy and I wanted to vote for Christian. <laughs> yeah, and well, there's, there's there's uh there's plenty it, of fun things they could do with this. And and, and and WWE, you know, you may have alluded to this already. You know, their 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 social media platforms have never been bigger. They get a lot of hits. They put a lot of value in what they get on social media. That's always their their scapegoat when the ratings are low is hey, look how many hits we're getting on YouTube and there's validity. Wrong. Every, every time people say, Oh, uh, look at the ratings of Raw, I was like, Well, how many people watched it on YouTube? 
you know and when when you bring that up people are like wait what what i was like also you just bring up domestic numbers this is an international company i think doing something on a pay-per-view that would be that would really want to make people watch peacock maybe internationally is something like this you yeah. know also you know this casual fans would eat this up casual Audio? fans eat this gimmick up they love it audience involvement get the audience make them a part of the show they get suckered right in man it it, it works in radio it works anywhere if you can get the audience involved maybe you can work a, a prize giveaway into this some way somehow where you know random voter wins tickets to cyber sunday whatever city it's in mm -hmm. i mean there, there's ways you can do this you can get people to to vote off the hook and i think it would be uh, a good way to to do that and and just and just speaking selfishly the last pay-per-view that ever came to my hometown in the city of Cincinnati from WWE was Cyber Sunday 2006. Booker T, King Booker, defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Big Show and John Cena. That's how far back it has been since Cincinnati got a damn pay-per-view. I had just graduated high school for crying out loud. So maybe you bring back Cyber Sunday and Cincinnati's got a chance, man. Maybe we got a chance of getting something again. Are we getting into Taboo Tuesday? Maybe. I'll, take, I'll take taboo tuesday well i don't know because you got nxt on tuesday so it'd have to be an nxt special taboo tuesday. Taboo I mean, tuesday. They're back great american bash they love doing those uh special uh ratings grabbers for nxt taboo tuesday the way taboo i'm saying seem like adam sandler-esque that's definitely what i heard yes we're gonna talk hell on a cell that is a pay-per-view that is this sunday i know we're looking for, we're we're looking a little bit past it we got all these different things live events coming back we got to get to eva marie too that's we gotta we gotta talk Eva Marie before, they, before that, but you know who we do have to talk to the man of the hour, the Almighty, the top wrestler in the world holding, sorry fans, the top championship in all of professional wrestling, Fantastic. the WWE Championship. He is the Almighty Bobby Lashley. You have to spoke with him this week. We will drop the full interview on our podcast feed, on our YouTube, and on our Facebook. But you guys are gonna get a taste of it right now. Uh, Rick, uh, alarming was the word I used to describe some of the things he said in this interview. I don't, I don't think alarming was the right word, but as long as it gets clicks, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he said some bold things, uh, for sure. But this was a really fun interview. The guy, he was a blast to talk to. Uh, I did ask him about a couple of things that, that aren't in this clip, including his new escorts that he has, uh, uh, been seen with on Monday night raw, including why he doesn't think. Uh, that his match with Brock Lesnar has happened again. You'll be able to find those answers on the uh, uh, Sports Keto Wrestling uh, YouTube uh, channel that will probably be out by the time that this episode airs. Uh, but uh, still a lot of really, really good stuff in here. And I, I started off talking about his matchup with Drew McIntyre at Hell in a Cell because, you know, when you talk about a Hell in a Cell match, there's a there's a lot to live up to there. About Hell in a Cell, you talk about you know Triple H and Cactus Jack, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. More recently, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Roman Reigns, and Jey Uso put on a banger last year. There has been classic matches. Does that does that weigh on your mind as all at all as you head into Sunday trying to make this one this one stand out? No, I mean you you always have to make your match your match because all those matches have different story. All those matches have different reasons. All those different matches have different energy going into it. Um, so you just make your match the best that you can have. And I think with Drew and I um, just going from our WrestleMania match, it's going to be rough. It's going to be, it's going to be seriously. And, and just putting us in a, in this hell in the cell that it's, I can only imagine how my body's going to feel Monday uh, because I know that I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep that title. 
and I know he's willing to do whatever it takes to take it away from me. So um, it's going to be crazy. And I think um, as far as like where it gets ranked, I think um, it's going to be up there with one of the best. I had that confidence in this one. Oh, I love the confidence heading in this one. And you know what? I, I think there's a reason to be confident because you and Drew, you guys never seem to disappoint when you guys are in the ring together. It doesn't matter how many times. You know, what is it about him? What is it about uh, the two of you working together that it, it just works so well? I don't know, man. It was, it, you know, there was one time when we were running um, some tags a, a couple of years ago. Um, it was Drew, me, Drew, and Corbin. Right. And I love that group, man, um, because we had good energy. I love tagging with those guys. I love tagging with Drew. And then me and Drew always had something. It was always like whenever we were tagging together, even when I hit his hand, it was like that intensity. He brings out a special intensity in me because I look in his eyes and I'm like, man, he really wants to fight. He wants to fight. And that just, that gets me fired up. And then, and then sometimes when it gets me fired up, I look at some people and I can feel them back down. And I never see him back down. When I get more fired up, when I look like I want to kill, when I feel it, I see him come up with me, and that's why whether we're tagging with each other or going against us, it's 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 the same energy, and it's fun. I like it. I'm a fighter, man. I've been doing it all my life, so it just it's something that I enjoy. Uh, you guys obviously have a, a long history with one another. Uh, matches, you know, all over promotions, you know, everywhere you guys have been. Is there one in particular that stands out for you as a as a favorite when when you stepped into the ring, ring with Drew McIntyre? The Hell in the Cell. <laughs> <laughs> so you're already pegging this Sunday as, as going to be the one, man. Man, there's been so many, and I don't want to say one over the other because it, the, the good thing about it and the fun thing about it is the matches that we've had. I don't want to say impromptu matches, but it was like we weren't, we didn't, we didn't get to do live events and, and fight each other. And really, it, it just been, it was just energy. It's just been energy, and um, every time, every time we've gone at it, I, I felt good. I felt like. I felt like after the match was over, I still wanted to continue fighting somewhere, someone. It was that kind of energy. It was that real fight feel that, you know, you can put on a card every single time and you're going to draw in people because they want to see that. They want to see that me standing in front of Drew, locked up, ready to go. They want to see me in the Brocks, me and the big names, me in the Rome, all these different guys. That's something that people want to see on these cards. And we're going to give it to them this weekend. Uh, you guys have been battling over the uh, the WWE Championship since you won that bad boy, and uh, as I'm as I'm sure you may or may not be aware of, fans are a bit fickle uh, these days. Um, do you find it a bit harder now to keep the audience, you know, intrigued and invested when a feud, you know, runs as long as your arc with Drew has gone now? Um, you know, I think I think we do have a little bit of a shorter attention span nowadays because. Um, people want to see, oh, he's mad at him. He's mad at him. They need to fight over it. <laughs> I think that's how things go. The hard thing is, is um, you gotta, you gotta accept realism also. And that's a hard thing to do because people want to, people just want to be, they want quick fixes all the time. When you look at the hierarchy of the, of the business and, and on raw, yes, there are other guys that are capable of, of going for that title, but you gotta get past Drew. You can't get past Drew to step up there. So we're stuck in a place where it's like, yes, Bobby's the champ, the, the best, and, and Drew is right there. So if Drew is not going against Bobby, then who is? Someone else, they, how did they get past Drew? They got to get past Drew. So I think that's a big kicker because a lot of guys have tried to. 
Um, AJ was there. Kofi was there. Braun was there at the time. You know, all those guys try to get past Drew to get to me, but they can't. So you can't take that away from him. And he has a lot of people going for him and a lot of people that want him to um, take it away from me. However, it's, it's not that damn easy. So uh, we're stuck in a place. So I think either somebody has to step up and find a way to take out Drew or um, or manipulate, or maybe I can just put Drew away and hell in the cell and let somebody else come through. I don't know. I was, was going to say, he's done. Uh, he's done if he loses. So, you know, somebody else is going to have to step well, up after him. I don't want him to just go in, in a sense like that. If I'm going to put him away, I want to put him away. I don't want him to put him Put him away because of a stipulation. I, want to be, I put him away. I sent him packing. I hurt him to the point where he's saying, there's never, ever a chance that I'm going to beat that man. And he walks away and he gives up. I want, I want to be that person. I don't want it to be just a stipulation. All right. Really, really looking forward to that match uh, this Sunday. I do have to ask you a question that I believe is on a lot of people's minds. How have you been able to battle back Father Time the way that you have, man? You, you, you get younger and in better shape every single year. You win the WWE title at 44. You're arguably the most dominant, the dominant star. Dude, age is just a number. I know, man, but you're the most dominant star in the whole damn company, man. What's the secret, good sir? Man, you know what? I, I think my priority is in a good place. And I think there's a lot of different things. I was talking to somebody the other day. And they were talking about the business and how the business was. And I was like, you know what? If somebody told me um, something that would really benefit myself in the business, I would definitely do it. And what are those things? Some of those things are, well, I should get in good shape. You know, I'm on TV in front of a lot of people. Um, and for me, I, I really take care of myself. I'm not really a drinker. I don't put anything that's, I do things in very, very, very small moderations. And for me, it's just being on a routine. I take care of myself. Before it was that sense of you do 90% of the work and 10% rest. Now mine is kind of kind of like balanced out a little bit where I work hard, but I do it like, I go hard almost every day, but I, I do it less time and I do a lot of rehab. I really take care of myself. I eat good and um, I take my time to do the massages and, um, and you know, dry needling when you get the boo-boos. And, and other than that, I mean, if you don't damage yourself, you're not going to break down. People don't understand that as they're chugging beer saying, how do you stay together, man? I'm like, <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm one of those guys that oh don't drink don't do this don't do that, but you got to do more positive than negative. I don't mind going out and having some drinks with my buddies. We did after Raw, me and the her, me and MVP, and and you know we sat down and had some drinks. And um, the next day I went got a good workout in, got it out of my system. You have the fun, but you have the work too. If you want to sure. get to a certain place, everybody that's been on top has told you the same thing. It's the work, man. Just put in the work. And you feel good. And um, I think I just have really good genes also. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I would say my, that. I thank my parents a little bit also. But um, you, you, you look the same as you did in 2008, my man. I'm uh, <laughs> I mean, it's insane. And I feel good. And I, and I told the people that I go with, I'm like, look, man, it's not going to it's not going to hurt me at all. If you tell me, hey, Bob, you're kind of slowing down a little bit or, or that punch ain't coming as crisp. You know what? Um, you might want to. Yeah, back off a little bit. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say, I'm good. Um, I think I've taken care of myself and I put myself in positions as far as like um, a real estate portfolio and different things like that, where I put money away. I live really under my means so that I'm very comfortable on the outside. 
So um, when it's time to shut it down, it's time to shut it down. But it's not time. I have a lot of time left. I mean, I feel good. So um, I just keep pushing it. I mean, I, I'm going to post a video of my workout um, earlier. And, I mean, we pushed it. We were doing sprints and all kinds of stuff. And my body feels great. So I'm good to go. Like I tell people all the time, age is just a number. They always want to focus on that. It's all about how you feel, which yeah. is why I'm 33 going on 50. Uh, like I said, it has been uh, quite a year plus for you uh, ever since you aligned yourself with MVP. Um, could you imagine that when the two of you got together that, that you would reach the, reach the the heights that you guys have? Um, and, you know, what just kind of makes you two work so well together? Uh, yes, I did. I knew it. I always knew it. Um, because, you know, there's there's certain people that – that you just, you just, you have something with. Um, me and me and P, we we can have conversations without talking. We understand each other, um, and 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 it's good because MVP has like we're if we fused together, <laughs> we would be that perfect person, and we knew it. And um, it's 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 kind of like it's I, I I feel like me and MVP before we were together. I was a good guy. He was a bad guy. And then we let's see what happens if we put them together. Cause he's always been that really, really boisterous. He, he says what's on his mind at all yeah. points. I'm more calm, more reserved most of the time. So it's like, what if we put them together? What did that look like? And um, we've always been friends. So we've always had something that worked and I've always wanted to work with him in different senses because MVP is great on the mic. You know that, but he has that same fight mentality that I have. So um, I think it was just it was just a very good synergy, and I knew that it was going to be like that from every time we worked together. I mean, it's always been cool. Everybody's liked it, so I think it's something that works. Uh, to say it it's it has worked is is quite the understatement. Uh, the, yes. these, these are two gentlemen who have absolutely uh, helped carry Monday Night Raw uh, through the uh, throughout the pandemic, and uh, you know you throw Shelton Benjamin in there and Cedric Alexander as well. Uh, I still don't know why they split up that group, and neither does Bobby Lashley. But, you know, maybe they'll add. Maybe they'll add. There's a lot of intrigue. Here's the thing. Lashley's still over. Like, he's oh, still, yeah. as much as people get poo-poo on, on what they think about Monday Raw week to week, he's a, he's beyond believable as a champion. He's beyond, like, credible with his, uh, first off, the things he did before he got to WWE in the military as a, as a wrestler, like he had that background and he was always a guy like when WWE had him in that first run, people were like, they never got as much out of him. And I really feel, I don't want to say delayed gratification, but there certainly is that this guy went and was successful in MMA. Was he the top of the, no, but you cannot deny he had yeah. a lot of great wins. He went in there and really went at with some people then went over to impact and did both at the same time. All right. Uh, so you would think that would take more out of him with the balance of the, the training with that, but maintained it. There was a period where he was fighting and wrestling very regularly and, and pulling it off Yeah, uh, and comes back to WWE as this huge, bigger than he ever was star. And the alarming thing that snuck up on me, getting jaded, getting lost in wrestling. This really makes me intrigued to see the whole interview. Uh, you guys definitely have to go see the whole thing interview. I want to see people's reaction to this because you got to... He's the most candid we've ever seen him. He looks the most comfortable in his own skin. This is a guy who always had the physical skills up here. Up here, it, it clicked at some point. And you have a guy who's 44. He's 44 years old. Got to be 45 next month. And I think he can out-wrestle a lot of people there now. Like, he, he's, in, he's in a different era. This is a guy who, who I think could kick his own ass 10 years ago. 
And that's crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy, you know, it's like you get older, right? And you wish that it's like, I wish I had the body I had back then because of what I know now, right? Like I have the smarts now, but I don't have the physical stature of what I had back in my mid twenties. Lashley's got it both. He, he, he's he got the experience. He's got the, the knowledge. If and somebody body. told you he was 25, you would believe them. I would. Maybe not. That, and that's shocking. If, if you said 30, I would believe you. Okay. I, I believe 30, 25. Uh, I don't know what steroid. It, it is. It is. You mentioned the, the, the what, 30 something going on 50. I yeah. got some years on you. So I was like, he's 44. he's 44 my body is my i my knees crack like knuckles now all right he's 44 oh like i I drank a little bit last night and i feel it tonight oh oh come on now if i have two beers i'm down for two days like seriously it's it's bad it's bad like i'm trying to get back in shape i really am i've, I've lost a little bit of weight over the last couple of weeks and i'm trying my best but and i screwed up because i went to a bachelor party in a wedding so that kind of threw me off so now, oh boy now, uh, that, yeah now I'm trying to get, there's only so many when you go on a five-day bachelor party there's only so many days that you you, you could last before you go all right i'm gonna start drinking too let's go you go on a five-day bachelor party you're signing up for at least three different hangovers <laughs> like in between everything oh you know? okay. so i'm not gonna name him all right because uh, he get he, he get pissed uh if i put his name out there but my god there was one day i woke up in my hotel room to the most violent vomiting i have ever heard in my life uh, from, from one of uh, my we had an 8 20 tea time the next morning i wake up at 5 15 in the morning to the to the most violent you know just like anything it was I'm like Jesus Christ, dude! Like, what the hell? Uh, he did not make that 820 tea time. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. but uh, he did little, make the rest little, of the trip. Thankfully, little preview of of the next the of the eventual wrestling summit that we get to have with the sports get a wrestling team is someone someone go in there and check on Kevin. Is he okay? Is he, <laughs> he's dehydrating. He's peeling. All right, back to beer pong. <laughs> oh, back to wrestling this week. Uh, we saw the return of Eva Marie. This has, yeah, been we anticip- we, this has been anticipated for some time. Eva Marie back in the WWE fold. We knew this was coming for months. A lot of people very angry about it, uh, more so than when she signed. Uh, Eva Marie is certainly, I would I would just describe as a gaslighting character. Uh, in her very first cool WWE run. run, people were fond of her, her gorgeous looks and her kind of otherworldly beauty that she owns very, very well. Uh, she's definitely uh, like very, very strikingly beautiful in that way. There's no All right. There's no denying it. Yes, and and I think that hates her. She's she is beautiful in a very idealistic way, which makes people that idealistic want that beauty hate her. So you already have a segment of the audience that hates her. Then you have people that like her because they they don't like the people that are hating her. So now they're on board just to see people get mad about her, right? Uh, they're there for the haters' ball, right? And so then she comes back to WWE looking even better than she did before. Uh, they do they they invest a lot of time and energy into these vignettes of kind of making her seem like a social media influencer, which for lack of a better phrase, she is. That's yeah. what she was doing. Uh, and she was doing endorsements and doing movies. acting and all these different things. Comes back to WWE. And she never really wrestled a handful of times before, but would always come out like she was going to wrestle. And they get right back to that here. And she's in the ring with Naomi, a beloved veteran of the WWE Women's Evolution. 
My God, when they announced that match on Twitter, oh, my boy. God, the wrestling universe lost its mind. And I will say immediately they thought, oh, my God, they're going to feed Naomi to, to Eva Marie. That was the mindset was, oh, my God, there's no way this ends any other way than Eva Marie pinning Naomi. And I'm just sitting here going, I don't buy it. And and also there was an uh there was a segment of the audience and even Marie's keen to the internet. She was out there. She's tweeting back and forth with our very own Vince Russo and Legion of Raw. If you guys want to check that out, Vince was going back and forth. Vince loves her. And, and there's a lot of other things on Raw he does not love. Quote quite opposite. He's the best thing on the show. Yes. And that was just when they were running the vignettes. So she comes out for this match. Built two for weeks. It was the most talked about thing on this go home show for Hell in a Cell. But out comes from NXT UK, Piper Niven. I'm sorry, who? Piper Niven. Oh, see, I, I, I didn't know because the commentary team didn't know who she was. They stripped her of her identity, Kevin. She's no longer Piper Niven. We're supposed to pretend like she doesn't exist. <laughs> What do I have in my hand, Rick? Uh, you, For the audience listening at home, what do I have in my hand? Uh, Got my you, tweezers. Are you yeah. ready to nitpick, Rick? Here we go. It's nitpick, Rick. This isn't a nitpick. This is, I know it isn't. It isn't. I just had it, to give it. It isn't yeah. at all. This is a big issue for me. I, I hate when WWE does this. I don't have a problem with the angle so much, right? Because it, it, it is a weird kind of decision to, to after all, the five years away from Eva Marie being for WWE, you bring her back and you put her right back into what she was doing where you advertise her for a match and then she doesn't wrestle the match. But okay, you do that to put over a new main roster star. Somebody who is very, very good. Somebody who is very good in Piper Niven. Come on. Is well accomplished. Is somebody who is one of the biggest stars on one of your own brands. Yes. And then you bring her over to Raw and you have the commentary team who know what NXT UK is. You bring over a woman who has a profile on your own damn website. And the commentary team is like, who is this young lady? We've never seen her before, but my God, she's decimating Naomi. And then she wins the matchup very, very easily. Somebody else could have taken that L. It didn't have to be Naomi, uh, but that is nitpicking there. Um, well, here's the thing. And then they announced that Marie is the winner. I'm yeah. Well, Eva Marie announces herself as the winner. That's true. She also, did. Eva Marie, talk about the details. You, you're talking about details, right? They didn't say her name. How about Eva Marie being a personality? Eva Marie is not back in WWE to be a wrestler. She is back in this company to be a provocative personality that gets reactions. I'm telling you right now, when this show goes back on the road, there's going to be a handful of people that get loud boisterous reactions and eva marie is going to be one of them well, all no, right nothing. eva marie is going to come out there with piper niven and back her up and manipulate piper and you notice she announced herself as a winner and piper was just on board because she just wants to be on raw and look how cool it is i'm with this big star is telling me what to do and she's yeah, gonna manipulate yeah. her and the whole time like eva was like yeah yeah you're here you're here and she did the mean girl thing and guess what you care about the story you 
care about the characters you're rooting for piper right out of the gate to smash this pink-haired harlot manipulating her who's cheating her way to the top who's not actually earning the things who's just i'm here because i'm hot and now they're playing into the things that you say about her on the internet guess where you are guess where they are rick right there Living rent-free in your head. That's exactly right there. Right. They're right there in the palm of your hand. So everyone who's mad about this and how can they do this to Naomi, they do it because you care. Guess what? You're more mad about Eva Marie than the person you claim to love. You're more mad about it, all right? You're more mad about what? how could they do this to her? And no, 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 wait, wait. All right, well, it's cool what they did for Piper. You hear people <laughs> saying, well, I mean, um, I mean, I, I wanted to. You, how many tweets did you see like this? I wanted to crap on it. I I wanted to. I I wanted to. But I wanted to. I I was tuning into Raw to say something mad about it. I was going to. I was. I wasn't watching. I was following on Twitter. I just watched on YouTube. Then you watched. Then you watched. All right. So guess what, dude? Get over yourself. You got worked, guys. You got worked 2021 style. You're tweeting about it. You're marketing for them. I have no problem with the angle. Like I, I don't. If, if Eva's not there to be a wrestler, okay, that's fine. This is a great role for her because yes, she's going to generate a ton of heat, and that's important because if you don't have heat, you don't have a baby face. You don't have money. You need people who can get that nuclear heat, and she is one of them. Go back and watch any of her matches with Bailey in NXT. You will see exactly Ooh. what I'm talking about. Bailey said on the record with you, "We yes, are on the show." Did. Said the most fun she's ever had in a match was not against Sasha Banks. It was against Eva Marie because Bailey didn't have to do shit. All she had to do was stand there and people were going nuts for Bailey to kick the ever loving shit out of Eva Marie. We're swearing a lot today. I know we are. It, I'm, I'm fighting. <laughs> two weeks, man. I'm ready to go. Ready to go. But yeah, no, they, the fans love to hate Eva Marie. That's why she's back in the company. I was in that, that camp that wanted to see. Her in the ring, though, because she is a world-class athlete. I do hope she actually wrestles because I want to see what she can do. I don't know if she can wrestle or not, Kevin, because I haven't seen her wrestle in six years. So I want to see what she can do. There's a lot. If I can learn how to wrestle in a year, and I'm not saying I'm great, but I got the basics down pretty good. If I can learn how to do it, yeah, I know Eva Marie can because she's a world-class athlete and Rick, I'm not. Rick, the investment is in doing that as light as possible. All right, and the investment is she's going to get put through a table by someone that she does wrong and disrespects. Maybe and they the crowd, and then the crowd is gonna roar and oh my wow, I'm on board. And you know who's not going to be there? Tony Khan's boy sixty nine isn't going to be there bitching about it. He isn't going to say a single thing. He isn't going to hashtag anything. All right. Uh, you, you know, you know who's not going to be there? Uh, uh, TJ from New Jersey, 406 or something, isn't going to be there. You know who's not going to be there? Naomi Stan 145 isn't going to say anything. They're going to cheer. Sure. And that's why I said I didn't have a problem with the angle. What I have a problem with is them stripping Piper Niven of her identity for no sure. reason. It's the you same correct it. It's the same thing they did with Dabakato. We knew who Dabakato was and all of a sudden now he's he's general Aziz, no big deal. They did the same thing with Retribution. 
We know who these people are. We could see through the mask. We knew that was Dominic Dijakovic. Just say they were formerly known as this. Yes. That, that's, that's all you have to do. You all you have like, they, can, they can go by a different name. That's fine. Hey, fan, fans, if you don't know, that's Piper Niven from NXT UK. You can see it on Peacock. What is she doing here? That's it. She, she doesn't need a new persona. It's it's pointless what they're doing, and it sucks, especially if they go with the reported name that they're going to give her. Uh, drop. Yeah, Dewdrop. Fightful Selexa, that's the name that was... One of the names under consideration is Dewdrop. Jesus Christ. Like, that is that is worse than the stuff that they gave Retribution. Um, but, I mean, they've been doing this for years, too. Remember when they brought back uh, A-Train and they made him Lord Tensai? And they, they tried to make you think like... They he tried. The, the, the thing is, they tried, something di- they tried something different and fresh. Yeah, and he beat John Cena clean as a whistle, and then two weeks later was jobbing out to people. Which like, is crazy. Well, this isn't working. Yeah, because you took Prince Albert, aka A Train, aka whatever the hell else his name was. He went through like nine different, nine different name changes back in the day. TNA, remember him and Test and Trish Stratus? That's when she first came into the fold. Like he he has a, a ton of different names, but he was always the same guy. Then you bring him back, like a ten year veteran to the company. And you're like, oh, no, this is Lord Tenzai now. <clears throat> Completely different dude. It didn't work. And I don't think it's going to work with Piper Niven either. She she may not be known to the You don't think it's going to work with her? Or the new name isn't going to work? I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think a, if, if it's as bad as Dewdrop, I feel bad for her. I hope whatever name they give her, whatever persona they give her, doesn't suck. Actually, I hope... You know they- who should be worried about Piper Niven being in WWE in the main roster? Who? Nia Jax. I don't know what you know what? No, I think Nia Jack should be excited because she finally has somebody she can stand toe to toe with. Good point. Good point. And I, but I also think Piper is a very unique wrestler. She she works a different style, looks looks like un, unlike anyone else. Also her. is a vet. She knows how to find the camera. She was somebody she like the way she positioned that Takamichi Noko driver to, to really she got that right on camera. And knew right where to position it, right, and knew right where to find the camera right after the match to pose with Eva Marie, and then hold on it, like hold on the things that she was supposed to sell with her character. Uh, I thought she fit in perfectly, and that's part of being in the WWE system for a long time. You know, uh, good, good on her. There is some positive in that. By the way, you know what else they just set up for? We we now have another tag team. Yeah, you could have, you could have Piper Niven and and. Eva Marie win the tag team titles if you really want. Oh, and then and Eva Marie never does anything and gets the win. Oh, no. oh, my God. Imagine the nuclear heat, right? Yes. Imagine, this is what I'm talking about. Imagine right? nuclear heat when it's uh, whoever has the tag team titles. Let's say it's Mandy and Dana at that point. Imagine when Piper squashes them both, stacks them up, walks over to the corner, tags in Eva Marie. Eva Marie comes in and pins them. And the winner is the, the the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champion is, is Eva Marie. <laughs> she never says Piper's name, and Piper does all the work. Yes, yes, Magic yes, yes. Marie. And the thing is, people will people will crap on it. But the thing is, what they're actually doing is giving it heat. But then they say this is so disrespectful. What, what they're doing to Piper. But at the same time, you need a counter. You need a yes. baby face tag team to come in and kick the shit out of them. And you don't have that right now. And you what, what have it right now? You could have had it if you kept Lana and Naomi together. Could've, you could have had, had it if you kept the Riot Squad together for crying out. Dude, good out. point. Good point. Maybe that changes everything. Uh, we, we, I wanted to get into this, uh, this Reginald story. We can briefly touch on this before oh. we talk about SummerSlam. Uh, word is that WWE chairman, head honcho, Vince McMahon, is very fond 
of uh, the biggest supporting character in all of wrestling right now, a former Circus Olay performer who has become uh, a very big part of the major brands of WWE on Raw and SmackDown. He's got a lot of screen time. Oh, he's, is re- the, he's the face of the women's division right now. And that is Reginald. Reginald. Uh, Reginald introduces a small yay for Sasha Banks, who's supposed to be this uh, minor Carmella character. Carmella first and then went to Sasha. Yeah, he was with Carmella and then went to Sasha Banks. And and um, I, I don't want to say the guy's a hit, but people care about him. People get mad. Do they? Right? I mean, yeah, in a sense that he generates heat, but it, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right heat. He's just annoying. He's just annoying. And I and this was a fightful select report, Sean Ross app over this one. And the second I read it, I'm like, of course, of course, Vince loves him because he's front and center. He gets two or three segments a night. He was the central figure in the Sasha Banks Bianca Belair WrestleMania build. It was more about him than them. So of course, when I see that report, I just go, yeah, I buy, yeah. I buy yeah, okay. loves him because no yeah. one else does. And, uh, okay. and sometimes, right. sometimes with Vince, it's more about what pops him. And what pops the audience, and I do believe that to be the case. In this, I think there's some truth to that, and the idea is it's his show, and he wants to, you know, it's okay. not like it's also. I, I would say it's not like he's the number one character on all of the show. I would say he's, he's definitely one of the more prominent supporting characters. He's up there like an MVP, you know, like where he adds a lot to the match. I, you know, what I get, you know, when I get most excited about Reginald, what's when, that? When he's not on TV. Oh come! I on, got Nick. I got so excited when I thought it was just going to be Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax this week, and then as soon as Alexa is about to win the match, for whatever reason, up oh, here comes Reggie, and I'm going to pick up Alexa, and it's going to be a EQ because God forbid we we actually have Alexa, you know, win a match ahead of a pay per view fight, which we should be getting into, by the way. Uh, you know, we got a great match with Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. All right, maybe the best women's match of the year for WWE so far. And that match went off without a hitch. So you forgot that part. When the match happened, the match was great. Dude, that's been uh, WWE's MO all year long. The build sucks, but the destination's awesome. And, and let's get to the destination. Some people said the destination for this Sunday's Hell in a Cell is distracted by the deep anticipation for WWE to return in front of live fans. Money in the bank is probably more anticipated than it's been in many, many years, as it'll be the first real pay-per-view in front of live fans. WWE returning to live fans in Houston on July 16th. SummerSlam. We're already looking deep ahead. We're, we're six, five weeks ahead here. Uh, but Hell in a Cell is this Sunday. WWE does a crafty move here uh, a few weeks ago when they when they get this tour lined up. They say, let's not put that hell in a cell in front of live fans. Let's do it as the last real special thing we do in the Thunderdome. And that's what we're going to get here. I'm okay with this. I actually enjoyed the Thunderdome show last year. I thought it was one of the best WWE shows of 2020 was the hell in a cell Thunderdome from October. But this circumstantial thing under these circumstances, I'm okay with WWE moving this show into this position, trying not to make it seem like, oh, we're just done with the whole Thunderdome thing. We're in a we're in a uh, rotating you know pattern until we get to uh, in front of live fans. Some people can say that if you want to, um, but I think there's some validity there. I think yeah. there's some validity. There. Uh, it, it's on the surface. It's on the surface, and it's natural. It's natural. I, I I feel it a little bit with AEW too as well. Ever since we got a double or nothing, I've felt like they're waiting for some things until they can be in front of live fans. Yeah, they're also waiting until the NBA playoffs are over so they can be back in their time slot. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Those numbers. Oh, 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 oh. Um, so uh, WWE, though, in this different position, I think this is a better idea. 
I love the way they shot the Hell in a Cell matches in the Thunder Room because they could shoot it from any angle they want. They could go above it. They could go inside of it. It didn't have this sense of like a crowd with a delayed reaction. Uh, the Red Cell actually looked good in yeah. the Thunderdome that it did in front of a live oh, audience. I, I, okay, I, I uh, and we're, we're we have a pretty uh, pretty busy card here on paper. This is a very very strong card. It, it's strong. It's it's not long. We got five matches. Maybe they'll add some more. I think there were plans to have a United States title match on the card, but Sheamus has uh, got a broken nose right now, and I don't believe has been clear for action. So maybe they throw something there, but I would be stunned if they don't at least add an Intercontinental Champion. Someone someone snuck into the Thunderdome and stole some of his stuff. Do you hear yeah, that? Yeah, he stole his cross. It's crazy. And, and he's promising ringside tickets to anyone who can get it back to him. So the pursuit of a, a cross will get you ringside tickets. Uh, so Hell in a Cell, let's run the card down. Roman Reigns has disrespected his own family, and now the Mysterio family. Uh, we're doing Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio. Is this a title match? Have they, has they designated yeah, yeah, this yeah. as a universal title match? They have? Okay. Uh, that, that, that part kind of snuck up on me because it's all of the family drama because you have the Usos, oh, Roman's cousins, uh, and Jimmy coming back to the fold. They try to win the tag team titles off of Rey Mysterio and his son, Dominic. I actually think this is quietly a very, very strong story. I think there's more meat on the bone past Hell in a Cell, even though Hell in a Cell should kind of end it. Uh, I think this is going to be Roman Reigns becoming even more evil, even more evil. You talk about him turning babyface or John Cena. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, no, he's going to be evil because only name <laughs> uh, Mysterio is a beloved guy his son is going to be there are they going to do anything to his son i've heard some people say he's going to throw dominic off the top of the cell what do you think oh my dude that's probably the only thing worse that he could have done on smackdown like he chucked him out of the ring like jazz on fresh prince of bel-air getting chucked out by uncle phil they I, they powerbombed him out of the ring and you didn't see him land maybe they did the whole crash path thing but it did look cool it did look very very cool they had to have used the crash pad because sure, I don't want him not using the crash. His pad. soul would have left his body had he landed after that throw. It was vicious. It was um, and that, but I do think that's a tease to them doing something crazy in Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell, sure. you have to do all this crazy, physical, dangerous stuff. Here you go, uh, kid. <laughs> <laughs> want to get famous? Here you go. Here's uh, get up there, take a twenty-five foot drop. Uh, you know, oh man. And the thing is, the Thunderdome, you can do all that stuff. Okay. You can you can do those things and 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 do all and there's nothing to stop them from pre-taping this match. Nothing, nothing to stop them from pre-taping nope. it. Nope. Uh, and, and and you getting the match as it's seen, you and, know. And I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be very similar to Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. Um, I, I think it's going to be they're they're going to give you a couple of good hope spots there at the end. Think, oh my gosh, Rey Mysterio is going to shock the world. He's going to pull this one off. Uh, and then Roman Reigns is going to beat the hell out of everybody and he's going to retain. But then it's brilliant if they get you to believe that Mysterio can hang with him and, and get close as they've I been able to do it I before. I really thought when, it, when, when Brock was down and they, it was Dominic and Ray going, I genuinely thought Ray was going to pull it off. They, they got me on that one. It'll be interesting to see if they can get me on this one, but I don't believe for a second. Right and now. then you have the Uso. So this isn't so much Reigns versus Mysterio. This is going to be the 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 bloodline versus the mysterios yeah, to I don't some degree hell, i don't think the cell is keeping anybody out no <laughs> no 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 it's, it's it's bringing people up maybe bringing some people down 
Uh, let's let, before we get to the other Hell in a Cell match, Bianca Belair versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. You're covering Smack Talk every Dutch Mantel. Uh, what has been Dutch's take on this, and what has been your take on the build to this? Uh, some up, some down. I some some shenanigans with the Thunderdome screen they've been playing around with. Yeah, but, Bailey but, laughing at Bianca. The laughing is getting really close to to jumping the shark. It's something that is great in small doses. Mm-hmm. But now they're starting to lean on it a little too much. It's like Seth Rollins with the leaning on the swing, like when he was talking, you know, with, with Cesaro and that build up to WrestleMania. So the laughing has been weird. I'm not sure about Dutch's take because I've missed the last two uh, smack talk okay. as of the bachelor party and the wedding that I was at this last week. But um, I'm looking, look, this match is going to be good. I, I would not be surprised if this does not end clean. I think at some point, Sasha Banks is going to get involved in this. We still have mm. her since the SmackDown after WrestleMania. And she's how they reintroduce her, huh? Yeah, I think I think she's going to get involved in this. I still think the match at SummerSlam is Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I still I think that's the direction they're going. But I think whether there's a uh, an actual finish or not, I think Bianca is walking away with the title on Sunday. Uh, so we have uh, we have five announcements. We have we have one, two, three, four, five, six, six matches announced for the show. Half of them are women's matches. Half of the announced matches in the show. Are women's matches. I thought we only had five. What am I missing? Uh, well, we we have Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte for the Raw Women's Championship. Right, yeah. and then we have Alexa Bliss versus Sheena Baszler in a, in a rare Alexa Bliss match on paper. Right, and then it's Lashley and Drew. That's five. Lashley and Drew. No, you're right. Lashley and Drew. We have them here as well. Yeah, so we actually uh, have more women's matches than men's matches, right? Now. Which is surprising. And uh, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm all for it. I think uh, it'll be interesting what the uh, what the what the internet says about this on Sunday. Uh, I'm uh, interested to see how Rhea and Charlotte can turn this thing around. I think they've had kind of an up and down build they had a great match at last year's wrestlemania uh rhea ripley is the raw women's champion but there's just so much um 50 50 booking it feels like i'm on it raw and then you have nikki cross kind of playing the spoiler who has been able to upset them even though she's also a veteran and they they have her winning the beat the clock challenge over rhea and charlotte and she's just kind of this foil in between them yet isn't in this match. Yeah. I do think that is a missing element. I think Nikki Cross, if she beat both these women in matches, even if it wasn't, you know, a pinfall, she beat them. Uh, she beat Charlotte by a count. This she week. technically beat them. It's yeah, but that's a win. Is a the, win's a win. This is the weirdest build I've ever seen in my life for somebody. She seems just so happy to be there. Uh, and, and that's a shame for her because just last year she was going toe to toe with Bailey for the SmackDown women's championship. I would rather see them treat her like a legit competitor because she is a legit competitor. But if they're building her up, I would love to see her pull off uh, a shock win down the line. I think I think Rhea retains here, um, but this feud is going to continue. I, I I truly believe that this feud is going to continue. Um, and, Rhea and Charlotte, yeah, Rhea and Charlotte, and then Nikki's going to get worked into the fold. I would love to see maybe a match on Raw where where Nikki pulls off kind of like that shock win where she. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put this out here. My uh, my dark horse to win the Money in the Bank this year is is Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. I'm, yeah, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping somebody new wins. Like, yeah. I want to see Nikki. Give me if it's Nikki Cross. If it's Liv, see, Morgan, we're already doing it. We're already looking past all in a cell. I time. know, I know. But if it's Liv Morgan, <laughs> if it's Nikki Cross, if it's if it's Sonya Deville, sign somebody. Morgan, make somebody. Sign me the help. That's what those kind of events should be for: is making somebody. And if they're not making somebody, remaking somebody. But it's, I also think it's an issue with Rhea Ripley as she cooled off that much since WrestleMania. She had such a great match with Asuka. Uh, I do think this is another idea of people say, oh, I don't want another draft. I don't want another draft. They do need some fresh 
uh, women's combinations on Monday Night Raw. They really, yeah, really need. Piper Niven coming in is great because it's an it's another yeah. case on on Monday Night Raw. And it was needed. It was needed. They needed right. a fresh, very, need, very much needed. Uh, of course, but the thing is, I think Charlotte and Rhea are going to have a great match. They always do. They will. But I think people are less invested in these characters than they were like a month or two ago. I think a lot of that has to do with the build to this to this match, which until very very recently like the brawl that they had at the end where charlotte was going crazy on monday night and she got her nose bloodied up and that was, was cool crazy. that was great yeah that was gr- more of that please but let's bring home let's bring home heat you know do that the week of the pay-per-view so oh, they, they no. the right time. Oh, that was the best part of the build to wrestlemania 35 is when charlotte becky and ronda were just so sick of each other that they were beating the piss out of each other oh anyway. when they got arrested and stuff like yeah, that i love the angle that was so awesome that was you, one of the best that was one of the best things they've done on, on uh it was raw right they did, i think they did that on raw yeah, that was one of the best things they've that done. point when they got to that point of the feud where they were just so sick of each other and they were just beating the crap out of each other that was the best stuff that was the best stuff. Alexa Bliss is spooky. She's taking on Shayna Baszler. Uh, one of the more maligned segments on Night Raw in a f- few months. Alexa Bliss has been able to be spooky, have all the pyrotechnics, have Lily, do all the fun things, become the new female fiend, if you will. Uh, she has her following online. She wrestles very rarely. Uh, she had a series of concussions that were kind of scary, uh, but WWE certainly still kept her a very, very prominent part of uh, Money at Raw yeah. and WWE television and SmackDown. And she certainly evolved and also eats up the minute she's on TV. Do not take that for granted. Alexa Bliss eats it up, but she's in there with a real with a real killer in the ring in Shayna Baszler. Uh, this is more shenanigans. This is more of an angle than it is a match, don't you think? I, I it it is. Um, I'm I'm interested to see how much of the supernatural they're bringing into this because as we get ready to go back to the road, I think we're starting to see signs that they're going to, they're going to bring, come back to reality a little bit more, which is potatoes. Give me baby face. Give me a heel, cut a promo, get in the ring. And I I think Alexa can still play the, the spooky supernatural character, but bring it. But I also think fans are going to expect some of that supernatural stuff. Fine. And you can do that. You don't have to dive as deep as you did with the fiend. And and getting into the possessed doll, I didn't have a problem with Lily. I could take or leave Lily. I'm 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 fine with that. I'm a big horror movie genre type guy. So if that, if you're gonna mix some of that in, favorite horror movie? Oh, Scream. Scream, the first one. First one. I did. I do uh, weekdays on 104.9 The Axe in Rockford, and I'll do the noon hour. The noon hour is all 90s. So this week I did. Uh, throw, I do like a, I'll I'll play clips and different things from movies, and I was like, I gotta get Scream in. If I have a song from '96, I'll play Scream. And I did the infamous scene where uh, Jamie Kennedy lays out the rules, right? Uh, he lays out the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I worked myself into the the other role of the guy who breaks up the rules. And he says, you know, never say you're going to be right back because you never get to come right back. And I said, hey, man, uh, you want a beer? And I, I like edited myself <laughs> in doing the dialogue. So it was fun when I did that on there. Uh, Scream, great movie. If you haven't seen it, if you're a millennial, that's, that's a really, got, really fun movie. I got a fifth one coming out soon, too, by the way. Oh boy. Oh boy. What streaming service is getting that? Uh, so uh, let's get to the main event here. Well, hold this on. Is... Uh, who wins the Alexa Shana Bliss match? Hmm. I, I I think it ends in a no contest and this is just more of an angle. This is, this is uh there's, they're, they're going to do something that's going to get people talking and it's going to be uh, uh, a, l- much. If, a lot of shenanigans. If, if Reggie gets involved, they're not going to have to have Lily set off the pyro. Cause I'm going to light something on fire. Uh, I think Alexa Bliss wins this one, and she should win this one. By the way, people want to complain about this this angle. This is this is like really the first like female rivalry we've had that hasn't surrounded a title in a while. I can't yep. remember another one, so I'm I'm all for this. Don't don't tell the internet they can't hate on something before it happens. <laughs> uh, so let's get to this. Drew McIntyre's final opportunity 
at WWE champion Bobby Lashley. We spoke to him earlier in the show. Once again, if you want to get that full interview, it is available on the Sports Kitas Wrestling Wrestling channel, on YouTube, on Facebook, and our podcast channel as well. Go subscribe wherever that works for you. And let's get into this. Lashley, very over as a champ. You got the Lashley ladies out there. But you got Drew McIntyre signing a contract for a match and then smashing a table with a sword. This is something that can only happen in wrestling. I love this. Uh, We had Drew McIntyre talk to our very own Raju as well uh, recently. I think this is really, really cool. I think this is, I love the idea of this. He is teased using a sword in the Hell in a Cell match. Why not? Do it. Do it. I dare is, you. Is, is MVP getting uh, stabbed in the butt <laughs> with a sword here? Where where, uh, where can you he, take it? What's, where, would what's a working one, sword? He would be the one that would uh, be stabbed, and then they'd have to replace the uh, the cane with a wheelchair. Um, <laughs> he could come out like a... a Him and Miz out. are on wheelchair races backstage. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the segments write themselves. They, they have to. Uh, he could come out in a pimp my ride wheelchair. <laughs> he gets a card. He gets a card. Oh, no, no. Miz... Miz has to stay in a wheelchair. I get, I get the, I get the scooter. I get the right, exactly. He have like MVP uh, politicking backstage. You get right, the, exactly. like wheeling and dealing like he always does. Uh, this is Drew and Lashley. I think they had a really underrated match at WrestleMania. They did they had a really, really underrated match. Uh, and, I, and as much as people have kind of, I don't want to say cooled off on Drew. Drew's aware of it. You know, uh, when when you and I were talking to him uh, on our first episode of Inside Cradle. It's kind of like, I don't want to be a guy who burns out my standing in the company. I always want to be doing something exciting. There is a sense of this is, let's close the chapter on this. But does that make it feel like Lashley's leaving this chamber with the belt? How do you make this interesting? How do you really drive home? This is this is Drew's last opportunity. How do you do something fresh with Drew coming out of this? Does he win the title? Is it just a foregone conclusion that Lashley leaves the cha- leaves that cage with the title? I think it is. Um I think they they know that Drew has been in the main event scene and fighting for the WWE Championship for a year plus now, and it's time to go in a bit of a different direction. And I think that's why you've, you're starting to see MVP tease things up with Kofi Kingston. I think they're setting up Kofi to be uh, next uh, for Bobby Lashley. Whether that's a SummerSlam match or not, I'm not sure. We still have a little bit of time here. But I think uh, Drew's... I would not be surprised if Drew's next opponent isn't known by the end of the night on Sunday. Drew set up Hell in a Cell to keep out any outside interference, which means we're going to get outside interference. Uh, so whether Based on that's modern WWE logic, right? So uh, whether that's a returning Jinder Mahal or Brock Lesnar seeking revenge, I don't know. I think Jinder Mahal makes a lot of sense. They brought him back. He hasn't been on TV for four weeks since they brought him back, which is really really. The thing weird. is, that's just people saying it. I don't think that that's been teased. That's just people saying, I want him a haul, Drew McIntyre. Oh, but McIntyre's insinuated that that's coming down the line. Okay. He, he has said in interviews before that that, that is that is a, a program that is. And that, that, that's one of his boys. It's that's one, one of his boys. boys. He would, he would want to. There. We could get three MB uh, vignettes and, and dive back into the, the leather pants and uh, the air guitar angles and everything like that. And by the way. Jinder Mahal in a WWE interview said that he taught Drew McIntyre everything he needed to know to win the WWE championship. So you can't tell me there's not a storyline there. You can't tell me they're not throwing nuggets out there. You just got to find them. It's like an Easter egg hunt. I still think that might be the angle, but however it goes, this match is going to bang. It's going to be hard hitting. These guys are going to kick the ever loving, you know what out of each other, but Lashley's walking away with the WWE championship. I think this will be similar to the match that we got to see Drew have with Sheamus at Fastlane. 
where it was a where it was a big throwdown match where you got a lot more than you were expecting while Drew was on a set path to get to WrestleMania. And you got so much more out of them. I mean, they beat the crap out of each other. They wrecked the Thunderdome. They did a bunch of different things. Drew did the same thing with Randy Orton when he went back in the Hell in a Cell. And uh, and I believe Orton won that title. He won that match, if, if I'm correct. Uh, and yeah, Hell in a Cell, he did, yeah. Yeah, and that was a great, great match. You know, like uh, this, don't sleep on this. You sleep on these guys and we get to the pay-per-view and then they deliver something and you leave the show saying, wow, it was great. We have backlash. I know I went off on everybody about the zombies thing, but Cesaro had the match of his life. You know, we just got to talk to him today, uh, uh, this earlier this week. That's on our channel as well. Uh, and he talked about what's going on with him. I could see a uh, Rollins and Cesaro having some presence on this card. They haven't been announced for officially for a match. Yeah, they, they got to be added. I would think uh, they would, they got to be added. I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if an intercontinental championship match. We're taping this on Thursday, so you guys could maybe know that by now. By the time you guys yeah, absolutely. Uh, heck, uh, knowing our luck, uh, we'll we'll hit stop here in a couple of minutes. And, and uh, the Rock has bought the WWE, and- or somebody will get released. But that happened to us like three weeks ago. Like the Velveteen Dream thing broke like three minutes after we hit stop. Um, you know, uh, I, 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 we, we've, what we've happens ta- when you record a show, baby? You take risks. We've talked nearly ninety minutes. We told ourselves let's shoot, let's shoot for forty-five. So we've done nearly double that. Uh-huh. And, and I do want to say this though, Rick. I have so much fun doing this. If you guys, are, if you guys have listened or watched this whole thing, I hope you had fun. I really, really hope you had fun and you enjoyed it. And we we're a good companion to you in your day, your work, and you're working out. Maybe you're actually trying to do what Bobby Lashley says you got to do. All right. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, give it a like. Share it. Uh, pass along to your wrestling buddies. We want to do more interactive things with you guys on the show as well, even though we're uh, doing all these different things. You can check me out on Sports channel uh, Monday through Friday, doing the top story of the day right around 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern. That is live and interactive as we do it. Uh, I'm also on air, as I mentioned, uh, with 104.9 The X in Rockford and 97.7 uh, Real Rock QLZ in, uh, in Springfield. Illinois. I'm going to be doing live comedy. Live comedy's back, baby. What? Oh, man. My, my, my calendar is filling up. My calendar is full. I'm playing three different comedy clubs in and around Chicago at the end of the month. I'm really, really excited. So you can check out all my dates at Kev Kellum on Twitter. I'll have it all up there. What do you got going on, Rick? Uh, well, a lot right now. Obviously, my interview with Bobby Lashley is up right now. I got some other uh, irons in the fire. Of course, uh, Friday night, I'll be on with uh, Dutch Mantel and uh, an SP3. The band is back together again after I took a couple of weeks off, and I know he was kind of ticked off at me for that. Uh, but uh, please uh, also... He's going to uh, give it to you. Oh, Dutch, Dutch, Dutch is going to lay in. <laughs> oh, yeah. He yeah he absolutely was. Um, and uh, Kevin's kind of scrolling through. He's blocking my Twitter feed. I'm uh, sorry, buddy. There, there we go. At Rick Uchino. Please follow me on Twitter. I'm closing in my, on my yearly goal. It's June, and I'm closing in on my yearly goal. I'm almost at 2,000 followers. Please. Mm-hmm. Please, yeah. well, you gotta you gotta catch up, Rick. You gotta catch I'm up. I'm trying to catch up to a lot of people. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, there are reasons to follow me. I think I'm funny. You, know, <laughs> you, you, get, you get you get all the firsthand like clips. You know, before my interviews drop. You man, do interviews. Uh, there, there are reasons to follow me. I'm not like begging, but I'm begging. Um, and also Twitter. Uh, you will acknowledge me at some time, at some point. You will acknowledge your boy, and you will verify me. I am making sure that is happening. I, t- I got, I got, I got eight more days until I can apply again, and you will not deny me this time. You'll get your blue check mark. I'm getting it. It's happening. They denied me. They didn't tell me why, and then they put me on a 30 day hiatus. I'm, I'm making my move. It's well, gonna- I'm wearing, I'm wearing mine. So I got, I got, a, I got. A, maybe, yeah, I know. Maybe I'll talk you got to everything. Somebody. I know, Kevin. You got everything. <laughs> you got it all. 
<laughs> I love how much it drives you crazy. Much, <laughs> but it does. I've been, I've just been in a pissy mood ever since I got an email from Twitter that said, "Now we're not going to verify you." I'm like, mother. Uh, thank you guys so much. If you haven't done already, subscribe to our, our YouTube channel. It's a real effort we're putting into it. Uh, we are we're we have a goal that we're shooting for. Or we're we're doing very very well. More than more than nearly a thousand new subscribers in the last month, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching the show. Hope you enjoyed it. And remember, when watching wrestling, please do the most important thing, which is enjoy wrestling.